talk. Let's try that again. I'm not even going to redo that. I will continue. Today, oh, wow. today we're going to talk about the cups of Passover. The cups of Passover are otherwise known in uh, Christian thinking. We would call Passover Easter. Well, okay, yeah, Easter communion. Oh yeah, that too. So, so in ancient <laughs> times. Uh, Passover was when you would celebrate. Uh, um, you would celebrate the fact that anybody want to tell a story? Sure, go for it. So you'd celebrate the fact that Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, um, and they had to paint with blood on their door frame to have the uh, the spirit of death pass over them. <laughs> the spirit of death. I mean, what, what else do you want me to call it? Was it the angel of the Lord or the angel of death? Spirit of I death. I want to say it was the angel of death. Anyway, to have death pass over you and spare your family. Nice and great for right before Halloween. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so you, yeah, you know. But, yeah, because they sacrificed the lamb and painted with the blood, it passed over those door frames that had the blood... And it destroyed the firstborn of those that did not have the blood of the lamb on their doorframe. And we often think of that as like this old thing that happened and that's Jewish culture. But that's what communion is, right? That's what Easter is. On Easter, we have John is especially painting this picture of like timing and all this. Like we're getting ready to have Passover traditions. Like so Easter, chocolate... Bunnies. That's what we think the of. The bunny. The bunny. Oh boy. Ooh, I love the bunny. The bunny. The bunny. Ooh, I love the bunny. You guys good? Yeah. yeah I don't know any more of that song. <laughs> well, yeah. So Moses paints. Sorry. All of Israel will paint the blood of a sacrificed lamb on their door, and therefore they're spared from death. And they celebrate this. The Jews celebrate this. It's like one of their biggest holidays because it's a reminder of we used to be slaves, but God freed us. And he did it on the night of Passover. And so they celebrate that every year, remembering what God did for them every single year to the point that when Jesus is about to be hung on a cross, it's right about the time that they're getting ready to have Passover. They had traditions. And so when Jesus does the very first communion meal, we need to remember that this was a Passover meal. And then we need to look at the time frame in which Jesus is having this Passover meal to figure out what were the traditions that the Jews would have at that time. And we find out that there was Jewish tradition behind this Passover meal. And once we start putting that over communion, we see even more so what Jesus was trying to communicate with communion. So if Jesus... If Jesus came into your Christmas scene and saw the stockings hung up, and then he picked up a stocking and said, This is a reminder of the gifts that I'm giving you for salvation. Like, he would take what you already knew in your tradition and then turn it, right? And now whenever you look at that stocking for now on, you'd remember this was Jesus' gift to me. That's what he's doing with bread. So you eat the stocking? No. <laughs> You're following my, my rabbit trail in the wrong direction here. 
Uh, that's what he does with the the Passover meal. They already expect that there will be bread on the table. They already expect that there will be a cup of wine on the table. And when he takes it and shows them, like, I am the new Passover, before you took a lamb and then you brushed its blood on your door and it saved you when the time for uh, uh, death came, so I now, this lamb on the table that we've been eating, I now am that blood. I am that lamb. You're taking my blood, wiping it over the door of your heart, so that when the end comes and everything is done away with, you're saved. Because my blood is on your life. It's, it's still the same story of Passover, but it's now being called Communion. As a reminder of Jesus taking things we already know and shifting them for us to see them in a, a new way. He is the new Passover lamb. He is the new blood on our life. And he is this new manna that we've talked about before, this new bread of life. This epiusios bread from one of our past episodes. He's a supernatural bread from above. Because um, we did. To, to save us. <laughs> that joke only works so many times. Yet you're still laughing. So typically in a Passover meal, when we look at Jewish tradition around the time that Jesus was on the earth, we realize that just like you would have stockings or turkey at Thanksgiving, stockings at Christmas, turkey at Thanksgiving, one of the traditions they had was four cups of wine throughout their meal. Uh, and each cup represented something to remind them of what God had done for them. Now, the third cup was associated with the promise of God's redemption. So it kind of would make sense that Jesus, like when he takes up this third cup, mm -hmm. that that's what he's saying. Like, this is my blood. He's saying this cup used to represent, you know, God's redemption in one light. I'm here to tell you my blood is now your redemption on your life. And this cup represents my blood for you. Now, the other reason that we would think that this might be the third cup is because it doesn't seem like Jesus ever drank the fourth cup, which was the final cup of the night. What was that cup supposed to represent? Well, uh, regardless of what it was, it doesn't seem to have been drunk. Because in Mark 14, um, in Mark 14, after Jesus drinks this, what we might think was the third cup, he says, Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it, uh, until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. So Jesus points out, like, if that was the third cup he just drank, and the cup that's supposed to end Passover supposed to like be like symbolically that's a cup where anyone under the blood is like saved and and everything else is done away with then jesus would be saying like i'm not going to drink that final cup until until i'm in the kingdom of god so, which would be like he's out of our you know either heaven has come to earth mm -hmm. or he is in heaven so is that the same type of idea of the third cup is that similar Similar to the take this cup from me? Yes, because where does Jesus go right after this? The cross. Yes, the cross and right before that, the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He's in the garden and there when he's praying, what his words are, which is a strange expression, always has been. Jesus says, if there's any way that this cup can pass from me, 
you know, that'd be great. <laughs> right. Why does he call it a cup? Well, because the final cup is still ahead of him. It's on the other side of the cross, right? So Jesus is like, can, can we get that cup some other way? Can we end Passover in, in a much nicer way? Yeah, like that's the temptation that's on the table. And that's why Jesus calls it a cup. It's like Passover, if I may say this, Passover from the Jesus perspective hasn't ended yet. The holiday is still on the table. And every time you take communion, you're eating into uh, a Passover that started 2,000 years ago and is still there for us to, to remember every day when, so with, whenever we take communion. So with communion, yeah, we're still on the third cup and we still have to get to the fourth cup. Yes. Now, there are two ways people do that fourth cup. Some, actually, uh, I'm working off, we've talked about him before, but Brant Petrie, we've been working off his book and... Uh, um, Brandt talks about he thinks that this fourth cup was Jesus is hanging on the cross and you remember how a soldier gives him sour wine to drink mm. um, but that happens in the gospel of John wait I thought he drank vinegar it's like a, a wine of vinegar and gotcha. it, it's not good it's horrible horrible wine so Brandt would go like there it is there's the fourth cup it happens on the cross he's eating in the kingdom of God right there I, I, I don't know that I would say that um, simply because John's always on a different trajectory. That's why it's not a synoptic gospel, right? Mm -hmm. The other three are very tight in their story. John rewrites everything to try to tell it in a new light. But in this particular... Uh, it, so I don't think we need to look at John and be like he was trying to communicate the fourth cup right there. I think the fourth cup is more like the wedding ceremony in Revelation. Like... Finally, the the end of Passover comes, and here we are celebrating with Jesus and in this new heaven and new earth. And that's where, because that's what he said, right? Like, I'll, I won't drink this again until we're in the kingdom of heaven. So anyways, that, that would be my assumption is that, like, when the day comes where we are all in the new heavens and new earth and celebrating with God with this great feast of sorts that revelation paints this wedding ceremony that that is the fulfillment like passover is ended the cup can be drank jesus is drinking it anew in the kingdom of of god and and so yeah I, I, that should put communion in a different light for us when we're taking it reminding us of like this is still the end times this is still the passover this is still uh not had its full completion but one day it will. Thanks for joining us today. Now you can join us some more. Uh, the Discord. Also be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below, and share us. We'll chat with you there. <laughs>